Stay Doomed is part of the IWEP Podcast Network. Good evening, grave robbers, and welcome back to the television graveyard. We are your TV necromancers, Laura Prince and Noah Houlihan. We have come here tonight to examine the spirits of past television shows, to find out which ones could be resurrected, should be resurrected, or should stay doomed. This is a podcast in which we'll analyze the history, the hype, and the aftermath of shows that ran only one... See, this one's a weird one. Yeah, we're doing a weird one. So I know we talked about doing Legends of the Hidden Temple. Uh, There are 13 one-hour episodes. We were at too many games over the weekend, and we fell a little bit behind. So we're going to do Legends of the Hidden Temple, the home game, with Nickelodeon Universe. You know what the thing is about these weird ones? They're fun. You don't introduce me. Oh, yeah, TV's Noah Han- yeah, TV's Noah Houlihan is here. Hi, everyone. This is a weird one. Yeah. So we were at Too Many Games, and we have been watching uh, Legends of the Hidden Temple. We haven't finished it, but we watched a, a chunk of it. Yes. And we were thinking about doing Legends of the Hidden Temple, but we do want to watch a little bit more of it. And we're tired. And we thought about the situation that Nickelodeon Universe is in while we were there. Right now, they owe how much money? I don't have the exact number in front of me. It's Uh, a lot. It's not Nickelodeon Universe. Specifically, yeah. Uh, But they are, the mortgage on the American Dream Mall itself is in default. It's in default, and they have to pay by August, I think? Yes, they have recently made an interest payment, but it is not enough to take them out of default. Yes, so right now, Nickelodeon Universe is looking rather, what's the word I want to use here? Doomed? Doomed. They're looking rather doomed. And since we had an experience there, we could discuss if perhaps... Nickelodeon Universe is worth saving. Yes. Or if it should just, you know, like, remain in its current situation. If it should just stay doomed. So this this is on topic. Yeah. And I won't hear otherwise. Because you don't have microphones. Only we do. <laughs> yeah, it's still in default. It made a $14 million payment roughly by the look of it the day we were there. Oh, really? Or the day after we were there, based on this uh, news story. Yeah, and we were there. Tickets were oddly $7 million. So... (laughs) Yeah, so join our Patreon. (laughs) Yes, please. It was an expensive day. It kind of was, but we'll get to that. Yes, so we're going to just go through our experience of what we saw, what was there, and at the end, we're going to tell you whether or not you should go. Yeah. So strap in. Let's talk about Nickelodeon Universe. Yeah. Uh, first, though, we're going to do something traditional in this weird episode. We're pouring one out. Yes, let's pour one out preemptively. Yes. What do you have there, Laura? Uh, I put in about as much effort as Nickelodeon Universe does oh. with their food and drink offerings. In fact, I put in more. Yeah, you did. Uh, I poured a white claw into a glass and then put orange food coloring in it. It is perfect Nickelodeon orange. It is perfect Nickelodeon orange. but And yet it has made it weirdly off-putting. Yeah, you, you've you've also done more than Nickelodeon Universe has done for their drinks. It's a watermelon White Claw, and weirdly adding the color has made it weirdly off-putting. Yeah. How is it? Does it still taste like a watermelon White Claw? Or does it taste slightly orange? 
and tastes like a watermelon white claw. That makes sense. I'm so used to chugging seltzer though. I took like a little bit of a chug of white claw and that's not a thing I usually do and no, I don't care for it. I shouldn't it. have done that. So uh, what I've done here is... Uh, you have a the whole situation yeah, over there. Yeah, I, I, I have a nice glass of almond milk. Okay. That I put a little bit of peanut butter whiskey in. Okay. So that should be like, you know, milk and peanut butter go together pretty well. And then I have a shot glass here full of rum chata that I've added green food coloring to. So it's kind of thick and green. Like slime? Like slime, one would say. All right. What what are you going to do with that? Um, I don't know. <gasps> oh, my drink got slime. As I said, I don't know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's covered in slime. So fun. You can't cover a liquid in slime. You just no, infect a liquid in slime. I, no, it's... Oh, it got, it got slime. Now your milk just looks... Likes it, it does look quite slimy. These actually are the the shot glass looks the best now that it's been dumped out and there's just like a layer of slime on the outside of it. That looks really authentic. I will say this looks like something is growing in it now. <laughs> I, I will say if you looked at these and we had people guess, they would probably guess Nickelodeon. Yeah, yeah. because you have a very very slime-looking drink, and I, I have a perfect Nickelodeon orange drink. I shouldn't have poured it into the middle of it. If I had, like, hit the side and let it, like, run down, it probably would be good. But I don't have a drink of it now. Mm. That's delicious. Okay. <laughs> that is incredible. Mmm. All right, this is going to be a good show. All right. So let's talk about our time at Nickelodeon Studios. Not Nickelodeon Studios, Nickelodeon Universe. Expect that mistake many more times throughout this podcast. So I have a slightly unfair advantage with remembering stuff over mm-hmm. you. Uh, I've just opened on my computer that it, I, you might have heard the tip, 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 tip of me trying to quietly type. Uh, I just pulled up our pictures. Okay. Because I took what can only be described as like, way too many pictures. Yeah, there was a lot of pictures taken. Yeah, it looks like I took about 50 pictures based on this. Mm-hmm. So, the first one I took is of where we parked at American Dream. Yes. I just apparently didn't delete that. Well, let's get into the park itself, because I don't want to review the whole mall. This okay. is just going to be a review of uh, American Dream. So, when you go to walk into Nickelodeon Universe... I like the reveal. The reveal is kind of nice. It's a there when you walk up to it there's a large banner and a extremely large column. Yeah. Uh, that says Nickelodeon Universe and if you happen to be celebrating your birthday at Nickelodeon Universe um, it will say like happy birthday Kimberly. Yes. I actually timed it perfectly to send to my friend Kim. Yeah. Uh, because she was excited to find out Nickelodeon Universe existed. Mhm. Uh, very interestingly, like right outside is like a souvenir stand, which is smart because you can get people who are not actually going, going to the in park. to buy stuff, especially if there's kids that are like, I want to go to Nickelodeon Universe. You can be like, no, shut up. Enjoy the SpongeBob plushie. Now, we got to talk about that ticket pricing, though. Yes, we do. Uh, we went on a Thursday in June. Yes. And we paid peak pricing but not crazy peak. We did not have to pick a time slot. Yes. Uh, in very, very populous times, you may find yourself needing to pick a time slot, uh, morning or late afternoon. So I wasn't sure if 
that had just gone away or if that was just a thing they weren't doing that day. Because I had always heard like a pass to Nickelodeon universe is not for all day. It's for a certain amount of time. I believe that may have been during pandemic uh, capacity issues. Oh, that makes sense. Uh, Because I did look on their website and I tried to like go through the motions of buying a ticket that Saturday to see whether there was substantial differences. Right. And you would still be able to buy an all-day pass based on what I saw. Okay. So that makes sense. I also saw that at that time, tickets were substantially more expensive than they are now. Okay. Uh, both of our tickets and fees and stuff together were about 125 Okay. Yeah. we This was not SponCon. They didn't pay us. No. Um, would have been a lot cooler if they did. Yeah. If you want us to create SponCon, reach out. <laughs> Seriously. Um, I have no morals. None. Um. So the reveal is pretty cool because you do go down an escalator. There is the iconic orange blimp yes. up in the sky immediately. And you find yourself pretty excited when you see it. Like yes. if you're an old school Nickelodeon kid. Uh, it is the current typeface though. It's not the balloon typeface. Yeah. With. I, I did have that thought. I also want to say that like when we first got there, the like queue to get in was very long. But, like, I couldn't imagine it being ever filled. Yes. Like, if I ever saw that filled, I'd be like, oh, I'm not going to Nickelodeon today. Yeah. Uh, and when we say the queue, the available space for the queue. Yes. Uh, we did. It was a Thursday in June before schools had really let out. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, most of the other people we saw there appeared to be on school trips. Yes. Or very young. Yes. So... We got this kind of neat reveal going down the escalator. But one thing I do want to mention before we get into the park, because this is going to come up later. Mm -hmm. When you buy, when you pick up your online tickets, buy your tickets online, you do save money that way. Yes. They're going to ask you if you're interested in a locker. Mm -hmm. You're going to think it's an upsell because it sounds like an upsell. Yeah. It's not an upsell. And yes, you do need a locker. Yes. You basically need a locker for every ride. For every thrill, thrill ride. ride. Uh, if you've been to Universal Studios Orlando, yes. it's similar to that, where they're very adamant about you not bringing things on rides. Yes. It's not like Disney World, where they usually have spaces for those things. Mm-hmm. So you'll want to get the RFID wristbands that have the ability to open and close the lockers. We didn't originally. Yeah, we didn't originally, and... Basically, the way they work is they're free if you get your stuff out in under 45 minutes. And nothing was more than a 45-minute wait. Nothing was more than a 15-minute wait. So, But I have heard if you go uh, in winter mm-hmm. or on a weekend, it is a different kettle of fish. That makes sense. Because uh, I think when we say that this is peak time, I'm not positive summer is the peak time. For Nickelodeon. For an indoor park, yeah. Now, they do have holiday programming from what I am seeing. Um, They do a lot around Christmas time. They had like Nick Universe winter break. Right. Because that is a great time for an indoor theme park. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, you need the lockers. We did not wait more than a couple of ride cycles for anything. No. I don't think we ever waited more than one. I think we had to wait two on one thing. Okay. Um, But again, not much. So let's just walk through our experience of walking in. The first thing we see is there's this thing that I, I, I 
almost want to call it a play area, but it's not. It looks like a giant drop of slime has fallen Mm -hmm. and is splashing up. So there's these like big green plastic things that you can kind of climb on. They are designed to be climbed on. It is supposed to be a small playground area. Because like the floor is like soft and squishy and bouncy. Yeah, it's got that sponge like sprung floor situation. Yes. You see at a lot of indoor playgrounds now. So I want to just stress this, like, it's, it doesn't, like, do anything. No. It's just kind of like this plastic thing that you can kind of jump around on. And it's the first thing you see. Yes. So the first, like, introduction to Nick Universe is when you see plastic things, climb them. Yes. Remember yes, that's that. a good point. Remember that, because I'm going to talk about some stuff soon. Uh, and then we see the Reptar Carousel. Yes. And of course, we rode the Reptar Carousel. Yeah, it's a very, very classic carousel, except that there are no horses. No. Uh, there are only Reptars. There's, well, there, there's two exceptions. Yes. There, it's mostly reptars that are replacing, like, the horse. There is one reptar mobile from yes. the film, but that is only for uh, wheelchair users. Or it's ADA compliant. Uh, you don't have to be in a wheelchair. You have to be in a wheelchair. Oh, for the reptar mobile? For the, oh, reptar the other one you don't you have to. You had to be, yeah. Basically, it was, because there was no seats in it. Yes. It was just something you could put a wheelchair in, which is cool. But I remember thinking like, oh, I want to ride in the Reptile Mobile. Oh, I can't. Yes. Hmm. Interesting. And there was another um, like accessible vehicle that was the Sippy Cup. Yes, it was Tommy's Sippy Cup from the Nightmare episode that I believe you could get in and make spin. I'm not a big spinner, so I didn't try. But I yeah. believe that's what it was designed to do. Uh, there was also two floors. There was like an upper level and a, a lower level if you wanted... Slightly different experiences. Yeah, and I will say the upper level hurt my butt a lot. Well, here's the thing. Reptar is not designed to be ridden. No, like the character himself. So, imagine, if you will, riding on a camel. A one-hump camel, but sitting on top of the hump. That's the experience of being on this. It's yes. like a very uncomfortable thing. And I was like, we wrote it twice. And the first time I was like, ah, this is kind of fun. This is nice. And the second time I was like, this is really uncomfortable to the point that I felt like I was doing it wrong. And then I thought about a camel. And when you ride a camel, you don't sit on the hump. So I was like, maybe I'm supposed to slide up. Yeah. And be like in between the hump and the neck. But because the post was there, there wasn't really anywhere to go. Yeah. So I was like, oh, maybe I'm supposed to slide back, have the hump in front of me, and then kind of like sit on the tail. Dear listener, (laughs) Reptar has these uh, tiny like spines on his tail that are like bulbous and rounded. I had a very unfortunate experience as I slide as I slid my butt onto them. I will not be graphic about it, but you can figure it out. <laughs> I know Reptar better than any man at this point. 
Uh, so sit on the hump is kind of where I'm going with this. You sit on the hump. Yes. Um, I found the bottom level to be more comfortable than the top. I, I felt As like... As an adult-sized person with um, what could be charitably called a badonk. A badonk. Uh, the bottom layer of reptars was more comfortable. Yeah, I felt like they were bigger. Like, I felt like they were smaller in the upper level. They, they probably just... were so that they could... Um, so that they could fit more of them fit, up there. Yeah. The first thing you actually see before the carousel is the blue skidoo. Oh, yes. And we didn't ride it. The first thing we rode was the carousel. Yes. We're not really going to go in the order of our day, probably. Yeah. Uh, just because it doesn't make a lot of sense to. Right. The blue skidoo looks like your standard children's spinning ride. Think yes. Dumbo. Think Dumbo. Uh, think the magic carpets at Aladdin. The classic. Mm-hmm. The vehicles are themed to blue and magenta. Magenta, And yes. I really wanted to ride blue, but there are only six cars. Yes. And one of the blue cars was down, so there were only two blue and three magenta running. Yes. And there is a pretty severe weight limit. Yes. So Noah and I had to ride in separate magentas. We had to ride in separate magentas, and we had to sit in the back of the cart. And like Dumbo, there's a lever at the front yeah. to make magenta go up. Yes. Which I could reach with my little T-Rex arms mm-hmm. and manage to get Magenta to go all the way up. Yes. Uh, not the roomiest of vehicles. Almost like it was built for children. Yeah, I was really adamant we go on it. Yeah. Uh, there's a delightful picture of Noah looking absolutely miserable. <laughs> I'm not the best spinner either. And like, it wasn't fast or anything, but it was like... It's a tight circle. It is. So I knew I was spinning. So like I had to like find a spot and focus on it. <laughs> there are six pictures I took on this ride before she yelled at me to put my camera away. Oh, did you get yelled at? Yes. Um, you are. They are very adamant about you not using phones on the rides. Oh. Even rides like Blue. Hmm. Uh, I will break this rule again later. Yes. So... Three of them are you in one of three of them are you in varying states of misery. Three of them are me attempting to t- take selfies with the blue behind me. <laughs> so I've got that going for me, which is I, nice. I also want to point out that unlike Dumbo, there's no up and down. You can. No. Did you have a switch? I did. I had a button. Oh, maybe I only had a button. Yeah, it was only a button for me. Like, and the voice says, like, if you want to make blue fly, just press the button. So once you press the button, you go up. And that there, that's it. You don't go back down. Oh, you know what? I Because I had no interest in going back down, I think I just didn't catch that. Yeah, like, I... Oh, oh nope. I was laughing too hard at you. Oh, that's what it was. Which... The mom behind me noticed and found funny. (laughs) But, like, when you think of these rides, like, going up and down is kind of, like, part of the fun. Yeah. And the fact that that is just, like, it's either you hit the button and go up or you don't hit the button and stay down is kind of a strange design choice. So, the front of the park is definitely more of the kiddie rides. And... There were a few rides that we did not even try to go on because they were very obviously for little, little kids. 
Yeah, there was one for some truck show where they just went around in trucks. Yeah, Blaze's Monster Truck Rally. Yeah, and then there was one that was about, it was like the flying carpets of something. Yeah, it was uh, the Shimmer and Shine Jumping Genies. Yes. Yeah, I, I have the Wikipedia article in front of me to get the proper names of rides, particularly the rides we did not go yes. on. There was a, uh, there's a Bubble Guppies ride. Uh, there's a little swing called Boots Banana Swing. Yes. Um, so there's also one for, uh, there's two Paw Patrol attractions, or three. Really? I don't even remember those. There's that little hot air balloon Ferris wheel, the tiny one that we didn't go on because it was so obviously for little kids. Right. Uh, there's the little playground. Right. I remember the playground. I just didn't remember a ride. And then there is like a little boat ride looking thing. Let's talk about this weird playground. Yes. This weird playground is just an area where there's a bunch of plastic things to crawl on mm-hmm. and climb up and uh, a like squishy floor. Yeah. One of the parts of it was designed to just look like a dock. Yeah. That you jump off of. Yep. I don't know why I find that so strange. I think it's based on like a boat Paw Patrol. But I, Zuma. Zuma is the boat dog. It, it just seems strange to me to be like, okay, this is the part of the park where you're not super high up, but like... Like, higher than you can physically jump up to. Yeah. And telling you, jump off, you won't get hurt. Especially with what I'm going to talk about later. And, a lot like, this space reminded me of most of the malls I've been to in the last ten years have a space like this. Yeah. This one's a little more heavily themed. Mm-hmm. Most of the ones I've been to have been a little more generic. Right. Uh, but... The playground, if you're a theme park adult, you know that the playgrounds are good for little kids Mm -hmm. to help them get some energy out because they'll have to wait in lines and they'll have to sit still on rides. So this is how they get their like energy out. This was the Honey, I Shrunk the Kids playground at uh, Hollywood Studios, the evolving playground at Epcot that used to kind of just follow whatever movie. Mm -hmm. And... It, these play space, the Dumbo play space in Magic Kingdom, this is a very common feature for a park, especially right. one aimed at kids. Uh, so I understand the use of this. I do too. However. Go on. As you go back into the park, it kind of gets more and more intense in terms of like thrill rides. Yes. The further back you go. Uh, one that I would mention would be Ang's Hang Gliders or something. Yes, it or is. Or Ang's Flight Ang's air gliders. Air gliders. Okay, so it is... It, it spins in a circle. And then as it spins in the circle, you're in like a hang glider that then does 360s on the Y-axis. So you're just constantly getting flipped upside down. And I was like, ooh, that looks really disorienting. Yes. Uh, and then outside of this is Ang, a plastic Ang, mm-hmm. sitting on a life-size... Impa? Appa. Appa. Who's really big and really cute. He's really big. He's really cute. He's made of plastic. And he's got like, he kind of has like tusks of sorts. And all the kids have been instructed and informed earlier in the park that when you see a plastic thing, 
to climb on it. And we didn't mention this, but like back by the uh, the carousel with Reptar, there's like a hundred things to get your picture with. Yeah, there there's a lot all over the park, really. There right. are essentially selfie areas. Yes, yeah, like there's with a, these large fiberglass statues. Yes, like there's a bench where you can sit with Grandpa. There's Spike. There's Reptar. Uh, with, like, the Rugrats climbing on him, climbing on him. Angelica. Angelica's there. There is a thinking chair. Yes, a thinking chair. With blue and magenta. And you are allowed and encouraged to sit in the thinking chair and take a picture. And take a picture. So, if I was a child, and I see my favorite character, Aang, sitting up high on this thing, I'd be like, well, I've taken my picture with all the other characters. Let me climb this giant... Thing and get on top of it with him and that'll be a good picture and that'll be fun. So there was kids constantly climbing on this and it's clearly a thing that's not supposed to be climbed on. Yeah, they were hanging off Appa's horns and that made me really nervous. Yes, and it was always happening. And I was just like, this, like, this is kind of what you informed them to do. Yes. So, like, I'm not surprised. This is a problem. Yes. Especially because when we got to the other side of the park, uh, Ren's ear had already been torn completely off. Yes. In the Ren and Stimpy, fi- the, the fiberglass statues of Ren and Stimpy over by um, Space Madness. Mm-hmm. Ren's ear is completely gone, which I do have a picture of. Yeah, the, the ear is just gone because someone climbed on it because that's what they were informed to do. And like, because I really want to stress this. This isn't me being like, ugh, the clientele of Nickelodeon Universe is disrespectful. It's no. The information that they are kind of like giving you early in the park does not match what is true about the park. Yeah, what they learn in the game tutorial. Yeah, is like... Climb on stuff. Yeah, this is a thing you gotta think about when you create a park like this. Yeah. So... The back of the park is where we got our thrill rides. Yes. And And it relies heavily on Upside Down. Yes. As the sole gimmick. Uh, Aang's air gliders is entirely based on inversions. Yes. Uh, Krang's, uh, the Krang ride. Where is the name of the Krang ride? Krang Prime Pandemonium. Yes. This is your standard uh, pendulum swing rotating ride. If you've gone to Six Flags, I believe it is called... Uh, Wonder Woman's Lasso. Yes. Uh, But, like, it's intense. And I was like, all right, that's too much for me. And then there was Jimmy Neutron, who, by the way, I love Jimmy Neutron. Yeah, Jimmy Neutron's Atom Smasher. I love anything Steve Odekirk does. So I was like, oh, I should get on this because I love my boy Jimmy Neutron. It just spins really fast in a circle, and then your cart does flips. It apparently... You can control how oh, much you flip. Oh, really? Yes, which uh, I didn't know until after we left the park and I was doing research. Okay, I think I would have been more interested in that ride because I just remember watching this, like, cart, like, ripping... Like, it goes really fast and then just tumbling being like, that looks horrible. And this is also a good time to mention the park is indoors. Did uh, we not mention that? <laughs> no, we did, but I want to bring it up again. Because Krang, in particular, really looks like you're going to kick the ceiling. Yes. Uh, more than any of the other rides, 
Krang made me nervous. Yeah. It also looks like it's going to hit you as you walk by. Yeah, and I did not care for that. Uh, Then as we get to the absolute back of the park, this is where things get really confusing. Yeah, there's Nickelodeon Skyline Scream, which you can't always see all of because it has an an elevated um, ceiling. It is the largest indoor drop tower. Yes. In the world. So... It is a rotating drop tower. We did not ride it. Literally, every time we walked by, it looked closed. Mm -hmm. And then when we were far away, I was like, wait, that's running. Yeah. And then it looked closed again. (laughs) Yeah. And like, it just, it was so high, it made me a little nervous. Yeah. And I do like smaller drop towers, but this one I was like, I don't know about this. Oh, I totally would have been game if it ever looked open when I was near it. Uh, Then there was a... Cool looking like launch coaster that looked like it did kind of like the the uh, infinity symbol. Yeah, Sandy Cheeks ride. Yeah, Sandy Cheeks, which I wanted to do and then I started to not feel well. Yeah. (laughs) So I didn't end up doing it. But that one looked cool. But here, I didn't realize that was Sandy Cheeks ride because in front of it is Zim. Yes. And it Zim's like... Something of doom. Yeah, because uh, San- it, it is Sandy's blasting Bronco, but it looks like the Invader Zim's flip and spin of doom! And, like, looking at it, I was like, I could believe that this ride is called the flip and spin of doom. Yeah. But... Because it has a backward launch. It looks cool. It's a backward launch, a forward launch. Yeah. You flip and you kind of look like you're spinning. Yeah, it looked awesome. But then I noticed that this sign had like an arrow pointed to the side. And then I noticed that there was like this weird path. And I was like, let's follow this. We did. There was like this weird area that was clearly for Zim's uh, spin of doom. That appeared to be that they were bumper cars. Yes. But when you bumped, you went upside down. Yes, that's exactly was like, what it was. That sounds wild. Why is this just closed, and why did no one tell me it was closed? Yeah, it's not on the website that it was closed. Because this is something we should mention. When we arrived, we were told two rides were down. Yes. One was the Shell Razor, which yes. was... Which never went up the entire time we were there. I mean, it's been down for a while. It's the reason to go to that park, because it's the steepest roller coaster in the world. Yes. And... uh the other one was uh, the Fairly Odd Parents roller coaster, air quotes around roller coaster. Yeah, Timmy's Half Pipe Havoc. Which is basically, it's a sea dragon. It's like the swinging ship. Yeah. But it's shaped like a skateboard. And it's, instead of it swinging, it's on a half pipe of roller coaster track. And your seats kind of rotate, which looked really cool and unfortunately was closed. For annual maintenance, and it is still down. It is still down to this day. And Sandy's Blasting Bronco is currently listed as being down. Oh, really? Well, it was open when we were there. Yeah, and so is Zuma Zoomers, which is a children's ride. Okay. But this Zim ride, I was like, man, I know nothing about this. And it looks really cool and interesting. And there's still a giant sign pointing to me, pointing to this area, which is literally nothing now. There is nothing in that area. Like... To the point that when we walked over there, I heard someone say, hey, mm-hmm. probably to a child, and assumed it was staff yelling at me. Yeah. Because I was like, am I not supposed to be here? 
To the left, that's what's what's to the right of uh, Sandy Cheeks roller coaster. Yeah. To the left, I was crushed to find a Legends of the Hidden Temple ropes course with a giant old mech out front of it. It was a 10-story ropes. Like, not 10-story. It was huge. I think it was 10. It is 10 stories. 10 stories, yeah. 10-story interactive ropes course. And the end of it, you can jump. Yes, you you climb up this this tower. At the end, if you want to, you can slap the head of the silver monkey statue to complete it. And then jump off of this. And you free fall. I mean, you're connected to it like a... Like you rappel, I guess. Yeah, you're on a bungee kind of thing. Or like a harness. Yeah, and... You jump off and then you land and that is your experience. It looked awesome. The sign said temporarily closed as if it would open later that day. And we walked by it many, many, many times to the point that when we left, I walked up to an employee and said, so what's up with that Legends of the Hidden Temple thing? And he was like, well, we can't operate it. Because it requires someone who's certified in rope courses, in rope climbing. Yeah. And when COVID happened and we had to close, that guy just never came back. So they might just get rid of it, which is a shame because it's the tallest one in the state. Yeah. I was so crushed. I love a ropes course. I've done two yeah. And they're one of my favorite things. And this was a way cooler one than the ones you had done. I think I've done one. I think I've only done the one. <laughs> but oh, like... Send me your ropes courses, gang. <laughs> I want to do more ropes courses. It is. It and Invader Zim are no longer listed on the American Dream website as being attractions. Yeah, they're just kind of pretending like they're not there. Yeah, and I, I want to point out to you guys, this is... A park that is not even three years old. Yeah. It opened in October 2019. Because I had gotten you a promissory note that you and I would go here mm-hmm. for your birthday in 2020. Yeah. Your birthday's in February. Mm-hmm. We didn't go. We didn't go. We didn't go until now. And I did buy you tickets, so I did. Yes, yes. I finally kept my word. Yes. Finally got all my birthday wishes. Um, But, yet Legend of the Hidden Temple was... And Invader Zim are already just gone. Yeah. So, dejected, we walked back towards the front of the park. And uh, that's where we came across Space Madness. Yes, the Ren and Ren Stimpy's. Stimpy ride. Which, it's, it's something we really enjoyed, even yeah. though it was probably more of a kid's ride. It was a much smaller drop tower. Yeah, it was just a small drop tower where, like, it lifted you up and it kind of, you went up with enough force that when it stopped moving up, you kind of got ejected. Yeah, there was airtime. Which was very nice. Uh, The weird thing about these indoor drop towers Mm -hmm. is we were up in the air maybe three stories. Yeah. Um, That brought us level to, like, the birthday party rooms? Yes. So it's weird to be like, and we're up and there's just people walking in front of me. Yeah. Like it kind of like ruins the illusion that I'm high up. 
Yeah, I see that. Which was a bit strange. They also didn't theme the stuff that was higher up very well. So you found yourself being like, they could have dusted down there. Yes. Like there's a lot of theming level to where you loaded onto the ride. But once you got that first story up, you're looking down on like an empty building being like, you could have just stuck, you know, a fiberglass powder toast man there or something. Yeah, it would have been, that would be perfect. But they they just just don't do that. painted it to look like the moon. Yeah, just something. It instead of it just being like black, so you, it showed dust. Yeah, like it wasn't even like a go away green or anything. Yeah. Uh, so the other, the other two rides toward the back of the park, the other two thrill rides mm-hmm. were Shell Razor, which we did not get to go on. Yes. And the Shredder. Oh, I forgot all about all about the Shredder. The Shredder is easily to me. The best ride in this park. The Shredder was a lot of fun. Now, I, I, like I said, I don't do spinning really well. And I was having a bit of an issue because I didn't think to wear contacts. Yes. So everything, I had to take my glasses off. And then everything was blurry. And then I got dizzy very quickly. That being said, the Shredder was a great ride. The Shredder was a lot of fun. It's a rotating roller coaster. Laura and I faced each other in the cart. Yes. So we could have a full conversation the whole time. Which is mostly me yelling hate and anger. But, like, it's not like... It doesn't spin you like your Taz. It basically just, like, makes sure you get the most G-force. Yeah, I was worried it was going to be, like, a wild mouse, which is a kind of coaster I don't really care for. Yeah, I don't with, care like, for With, like, the hairpin mouse. turns. Yeah. But it was definitely more of momentum-based spinning. Like, it wasn't... It wasn't so much spinning, like, automated, but, like, we would spin based on, like, the... the um, Distribution of weight. Yeah, it. it I mean, not, I mean, it almost felt more like a gyroscope. Like it definitely didn't feel like I would have a different experience with different weighted people. It, I felt like it just stayed that way regardless, because it felt like it felt designed. It didn't feel random. Okay. Like, like it felt like every move it made improved the ride experience instead of like changed the ride experience. I don't know if I'm doing a good job describing this but those are my feelings (laughs) so and then the other roller coaster because you know if you're an enthusiast and you want to make sure you're getting your credits would be the nickelodeon slime roller coaster yes so the slime roller coaster is a family coaster it's nickelodeon slime streak and it takes you all through the park yeah it's kind of like a park tour there's one moment where you go through a fairly odd parent's poof. Yeah. Which is cute. And you're in like these slime cars on this orange track. Yeah. We rode this one twice. Yes. Because we enjoyed it so much. We rode a lot of things twice because there aren't a lot of things in the park. This is true. So the one problem with this is the carts are small. And I believe we rode in the front the second time. Well, yeah, that's something I want. Like the first time I rode it, I had a really good time. It like it doesn't go upside down, but it's still definitely a roller coaster. Like the first drop has a tilt to it, like a like a turn to it, and it's fast and like the, it made a, a kid cry. Like it was a real roller coaster, and it was fun. But then it had like a jerking end, and I was like, oh, this is like the teeth chipper in The Simpsons, where it's yeah. like, oh, everybody jumps forward. So we decided to ride it again. I was like, well, let's ride. In the front. 
And the first thing I noticed is I could rock it. Yeah. Like we got in and it tilted and I was like, that makes me uncomfortable. And then we rode and it was fine. When we stopped, my knee punched through the plastic of the cart. And it had clearly already happened before because it, it had punched through what had been like electrical or gaffer tape that was holding this together. And like, while it is not a thing that would like derail it or make it unsafe, Mm -hmm. it is my knee pushing into sharp edges of plastic. Yes. And I was like, oh, well, I don't like this anymore. Yeah. That's a major problem with a lot of this park is a lot of it does feel small. Yes. Because just going through the list of currently running rides and seeing if there's anything else. Uh, There's also a large swing ride, which we did not do because by that point you were not really feeling it. The jellyfish jam swings. Oh, I can never do the swings. But like the swings that just spin, like that's a bad time for me. They do look really cool. They look like a big jellyfish. Yeah, like it's an effectively themed ride. Because all the rides are so close together, like it's hard to have like a themed area. Like... Ang's uh, air gliders looks great, but it is right next to a jellyfish. Yes. <laughs> so, and a banana swing. So, take that for what you will. I, I will also mention that they said coming soon was going to be a Loud House bus. Yeah, the Loud House crazy bus. Which is one of those bus rides that just kind of goes, it's like a constant drop spin. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, like, that's a fine ride, but you just took a ride that already existed and made it Nickelodeon-themed. Which is what they did with most of these rides. Which, there's nothing wrong with that. I, I would say, like... Most of the children's rides. Most of the children's ride. I would say Shredder is very unique. I would say that Shell Razor is very unique, even though it wasn't riding, running. Uh, Timmy, Halfpipe, very unique, even though it wasn't running. Uh, the Jimmy Neutron Atom Smasher, very really unique. There's a lot of like very unique rides here. Um, so you would think it would be a good park to like get credits. Yes. Uh, but there's just, there's a lot of issues. Yeah, there are only five things currently defined as roller coasters. Oh, really? Yeah, they consider Shell Razor, The Shredder, Slime Streak, Blasting Bronco, and Half Pipe Havoc. I was wondering if they would call Half Pike Havoc a roller coaster or not. Which means the day we went, had we been enthusiasts looking to get all of our credits for that park, we would have only been able to get two or three. Yeah, because... Because Blasting Bronco had a lot of downtime. It had a lot of was open at some points. Uh, there is this other ride that we haven't talked about yet. Yes. That we need to. Which was, I believe, Dora the Explorer themed? Yeah! Dora's Sky Railway. So the weird thing I want to bring up before you even get on the ride, when you're in line, there's a ride that was closed because it wasn't very full. But like, there's a hot air balloon you can get into with Boots and Dora. And it wasn't running, so I can't be positive. It looks like it just goes up in the air a little bit and then goes down. I don't think it goes any higher than the ride you're about to get on. Yeah. it. I almost wondered if originally the idea was that the hot air balloon brought you up 
and then you got off to get on to this That's what it kind of looked like. Because it's not listed anywhere as a separate ride. But, like, I don't see a reason why that would ever be running. It's maybe, like, media nights. Maybe, but, like, it, it takes a whole other person to kind of, like, operate something that, like, doesn't really do anything. And, like, it just seems very silly to me. But we got we rode this Skyway twice, and it's very nice. Me and Laura love the People Mover in Disney, so like it's just a nice. My feet hurt. I'm gonna chill out and ride this ride and see the whole park. I filmed the entire thing. Yes, I filmed to like my right the entire time, just yes. like the path. So it's about a two minute and forty second ride. Yes, I also filmed it as well. All of the rides. Now this is a, a general thing. All of the rides are very short. Yes. There's no 10-minute people mover. No. There's no uh, 40-minute Ellen's energy adventure situations. And, like, you wouldn't expect these to be long rides based on what it is. But I would also say that, like, I felt like Reptar was too short. Like, Reptar was much shorter than the time it took for them to load us on. Yes. And get everyone's seatbelts, like, locked in. Uh, It's... It's... The length of the Rugrats theme twice. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah. But the main thing I wanted to talk about about the Skyway was what we noticed as it took us on this lovely tour of the park was as we went by Shellraiser, I kind of poked Lara on the side and said, look at the track. Yeah. It's dusty. Yeah. Which means that carts had not run on that track in quite some time. Yeah. Like, that has just been sitting. So they can claim it's maintenance or something all they want. But if it's dusty, that means there hasn't been a test run in months. Yeah. So my guess is, like, I'm going to throw this out here now. I don't think Shellraiser will ever run again. But I don't think they want to get rid of it or close it permanently because that is the attraction of that park. And it's also supposed to be able to interlock with uh, Shredder. There's supposed to be moments where you, like, deal with each other. Well, yeah, like, like classic, like, dueling coasters yeah, where the think carts will pass each other closely. It would make it very difficult to get rid of one without closing Shredder for an extremely long time. Yes. And, like... Shellraiser looked really cool. It has a completely vertical lift hill. So you're going straight up. And it is so tall that there's like an addition to the roof. Like you go above the roof. Yes. Uh, You don't go outside, of course. But like it's a cool thing to do visually. To kind of be like, there's the roof plus some. So that, like, it looks really cool. And, like, when I say it's the steepest, I mean that when you crest the hill, you go, like, negative degrees. Yes. Uh, So, like, instead of it being a 90-degree drop, it's more than that. Um, So it's a fascinating coaster. But no one can ride it. (laughs) Yeah. And and no one will. It's become a big uh, complaint people have. On this in this park is that it's very difficult to go and get your five credits. Yeah. If you're a roller coaster enthusiast and you're like all about them credits, baby, 
uh, it is nearly impossible to get here on a day that all five coasters are running. Yeah. And when we first arri- arrived there and they said, like, Timmy's half pipe and Shell Razor is down, I immediately said, Shell Razor's been down for a while, right? And the response I got was, I don't know what's going on with that ride. Which seemed like a bad canned response. Yeah. Like, it, not like a scripted response. Almost like the like the word on high that they were told was, don't talk about it. Without yeah. giving them, like, word-for-word word instructions on what to say when asked about it. Yeah. So they just kind of duck it poorly. Which bummed me out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I get it because, like, whatever that employee said, we were going to repeat on this podcast. Yeah. So we I did show up with a camera. <laughs> so I think they were a little suspicious. And we were wearing mics at the and Yes, and wearing day. mics that we we didn't really use. But still. We ended up deciding against them. Yeah. Uh, because we decided to do voiceover before we decided to just do a podcast. Yeah. So we had that. Uh, so we looked like maybe people who were going to report on what was said to them. Yes. So I, I did some napkin math here on the park in general. Okay. There are 27 listed attractions. Okay. Uh, if you go on the American Dream website, they try to make it 29. Really? Because they try to tell you that the stage where you meet characters. Oh, okay. I, I can kind of understand that there were pretty much always characters to be met. The, that was probably the thing with the longest line, so we didn't really do it. But you had the chance to meet uh, a Ninja Turtle. Yes. I forget which one. Raphael. Was it Raphael? I believe so. Uh, you got the chance to meet... Was it Blue? Was Blue there? there um, I forget who the, like, You could meet Nick SpongeBob, was. Dora, Blue, Dora. or the Ninja Turtles. Yes. Uh, and we did end up meeting SpongeBob and Patrick. I was disappointed because when we saw them meeting earlier in the day, Squidward was with them. Yes. And I kind of wanted to meet Squidward. I wanted to meet Squidward too. Uh, but it, we still had fun. And they also count the slime playground, which you are encouraged on the website to climb on. Okay, interesting. So that is listed as being a playground. So that's tw- so there's 29 attractions. Yeah, according to them. Okay, so two of them aren't rides and then the Paw Patrol yeah, is Yeah, three not of them are not rides. So three of them are not rides, so we're already down to 26 rides. Yes. Okay. I'm sure more math is coming. Yes. Of those five are your roller coasters. Okay. Now, two of those roller coasters were not running the day we went. Right. So let's take that down to 24. Okay. 24 rides. Now, let's say we're game for everything, which we weren't necessarily, but let's say, like, we're down for Skyline Scream, we're down for all the spinning. Okay. So then, the next thing we have to do is pull the two defunct attractions that are not running at all. Which is Zim and Legends of the Hidden Temple. Yes. So now we're down to 22. Uh... Loud House and Shimmer and Shine were also not running the day we went. So now we're down to 20. Yeah, Loud House, like, I was under the impression hadn't opened yet. On Wikipedia, it's labeled as 2021. Really? Yes. There was a sign next to it that said coming soon. There absolutely was. Oh, devious. So then, if I go through and pull out the kids' rides that are 
kids rides. Uh, if I pull Blaze's Monster Trunk Rally, Blue Skidoo, which I'm counting as a kids ride despite the fact that we rode it because we couldn't ride it together. Right. Boots' Banana Swing, Butterbean Spin, which I don't think was open. Fairly Odd Airways, which is a little like little planes go in a circle. Yeah. The Guppy Bubbler. Uh, Guppy Bubbler was probably something we could have done. It's like, think of it as a miniature uh, sea dragon. Like it's one of those back and forth rides, but then it spins. It's like that orange submarine, right? No. Oh, then I don't know what I'm talking about. You don't. Uh, No, it just looks like you're in a little thing and it spins. Like it's a little spinner ride. Oh, okay. My bad. Um, There was the little Paw Patrol Ferris wheel. Right. So that's seven. Um, let me see. We did ride the carousel, so I'm not going to count that. And Zuma Zoomers, which is eight. So that's eight rides. And I was pretty charitable with allowing some things to get through. Right. You're thinking of the Bikini Bottom Crosstown Express. That's what I was thinking. Which they are claiming is a ride for the whole family. I would say it's a children's ride. I believed we could get on it. Yes. And enjoy it. But every time... I looked at it, it was full of children, and I didn't want to be the only two full-grown adults on there. <laughs> so let's pull that one out, too. Okay. So that's nine. So at the end of the day, there were 11 rides we could reasonably ride. Yeah. Like, we were left with Ang's Air Gliders, the Dora Sky R- Railway, which technically I should have pulled out as a kid's ride, but I like people movers. Uh, Jimmy Neutron, Skyline Scream... Space Madness, The Carousel, Krang's Prime Pandemonium, and the three remaining thrill rides. So there were only 11 rides at the park we reasonably could have been expecting to ride. So at this point, you should be asking, well, you know, why didn't you catch, like, a show? There are no shows. Twerked shows. Like, the my first thought. Of like, well, what would I want to do at a Nickelodeon Universe experience? My first thought is get slimed. Yeah. And there's no like, oh my God, you got slimed show. Which I understand that like entertainment is an expensive craft. Yeah. Because you have to always pay those actors. But do it. (laughs) Like... Not everyone's into thrill rides. Not everyone's into rides, period. Yeah. Like, you got to have something for other people. And there was nothing. And that was a common thing. I did read the Google reviews. Mm-hmm. And it was a common thing that there was no, like, chaperone ticket. Yes. And an adult ticket is minimum around $60. Yeah. And in the past, it's been 80 or 90 Mm-hmm. So you're talking about 11 rides for $60. And that's assuming you want to ride every single one of them. That's assuming you can ride every single one of them. So it's not a great value. Yeah. And we also need to talk about the fact of where we ate. Yes. Not in the park. Yeah, we ate at like a a burger sports bar. Yeah, and then later we went to Five Guys to get a a beverage. Like We'd even buy like a soda there. Uh, They had... Like a snack stand. snack stand, but like it was like a hot dog and a burger that they didn't call a Krabby Patty. 
Yes. Which is baffling. Like, I thought for sure, I was like, there's going to be, like, some sort of green slime thing here. But no. 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 Nothing themed. That you couldn't even get, like, the SpongeBob ice cream that you can buy off the Good Humor truck. Yeah. It was very strange. Yeah. Uh, I also need to bring up the fact that there was a closed, coming soon, gift shop. Yes. It's like, why wouldn't you have a gift shop open? And we got to talk about the merch. It's a gift shop. And very little of the merch was anything unique. Yeah. I tend to buy the following things everywhere I go. An enamel pin. Yes. A Christmas ornament. Yes. And pressed pennies. And pressed pennies. I was able to buy one of those things. Yes, the pressed pennies. Which were in machines that did not take quarters and pennies. Uh, you just used your card and they pressed a penny for you. Yeah. It was less fun, but I got swiper no swiping. Uh, I got... Squ- no, I got SpongeBob. Mm-hmm. And then I got one from the Lego store. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I got one from the Lego store. Yes. Uh, but, like, it seems so strange to me that, like, they, they're not capitalizing on... Here's just the thing that makes money. Stuff. And the merch was... There, there was stuff for kids. What I found the strangest was there was like stuffed animals, but they only had Mr. Krabs as if they had sold out of SpongeBob and Patrick. Yeah, in the miniature ones. Yeah, but didn't bother to get more. No. Which and is strange. The merch was very SpongeBob heavy. Yeah. Uh, there were plushies of all the like animals and Avatar, mm-hmm. except Appa. Yeah. The one people want. And then there was a lot of clothing, and the clothing was like unique, like like it was like a button-up shirt with like a total splash of Nickelodeon characters, which was like neat and probably aiming more at me than a child. Mm-hmm. But I I didn't get it because I didn't want it. Yeah, the adult, but it was nice. Yeah, the stuff for adults was very a lot mm-hmm. uh, because the gold standards for merch. I would say it was Disney, but I'd say Universal is coming for their lunch. Yes. Uh, Because I saw the tribute store at Universal uh, online, and frankly, I want to go to there. The tribute store? It's a lot of older style merch of like the defunct attractions at Universal Studios. Oh, it was tributes to other things, not teenagers going to die. Right. Okay. Yeah, it's... Jaws and Back to the Future merch. Gotcha. And it looks cool as hell. It does. That's, that's cool. Most of the Nickelodeon Universe branded things were these very ugly bucket hats. Yeah, a lot of bucket hats. Of SpongeBob, Patrick, and Sandy. Sandy, yeah. That are not wearable in the real world. Like, think Mickey ears not wearable, but like worse because influencers don't like them. Yeah, I think the strangest thing was, if you were a fan of current Nickelodeon, there was Spongebob and Nick Jr. Yeah. If you're a fan of old school Nickelodeon, there was Rugrats and uh, Ren and Stimpy, and uh, there was one more that was like, that's kind of neat that that's still included. Well, Ninja Turtles, but I guess that's more across generations now. Yeah, because Ninja Turtles... They, they've they been running since the 80s, but they look very different now. 
Yes. Because now it's the like the cheap CGI instead of the cheap hand-drawn. But I feel like it was very interesting that when it came to Nicktoons, it was either the really old ones or the really new ones. There wasn't an in-between. Yeah. Like, there was no Rocco. There was no Avril Monsters. There was no Rocket Power. Yeah, there was a couple of Hey Arnold things. Yeah. There was Hey Arnold plushies that I almost bought. The two things I considered buying and didn't were an Arnold plushie and a Gary plushie. But, yeah, I, I just thought it was strange that it's like, you are missing a whole segment. And, like, Ren and Stippy is so old, it's almost weird that it's here. It's almost weird that there's a children's park theme to it. Yeah. For sure. Because you told me about, like, the... There's a change.org petition. To make it, like, a legitimate thrill ride. Which makes sense, because if you like Ren and Stippy, you're in your 30s. Yes. Uh, but... Instead, it's this, like, in-between ride, which is what a 30-year-old actually wants to ride. Yeah. Because uh, <laughs> we old. Uh, so it just seems strange that, like, you're going for nostalgia and you're going for the now, but, like, you're missing the people who are, like, late, mid-20s, which is weird. Yes. And you're also missing anything that's not a cartoon, it would be so easy to slap Double Dare on something. So easy. And they don't. Uh, the other thing I want to bring up, I got, I think I got like two more things to mention before we can wrap this up. Yeah. Uh, one, I went in there with the game plan of, I'm going to try to talk to as many employees as possible. How'd that work like, out? Like, I'm a real friendly guy. And like, these are people that are probably just kind of bored. So I'll just talk to them. Nobody wanted to talk to me. Nope. Like, they, there was a lot of avoiding of eye contact. Whenever we went on, like, the the slime coaster, there was, like, three employees that were, like, talking to each other. Yeah, they like, were... they were having an intense conversation, and then were like, all right, let's check lap bars. Yes. And I was like, that's a bit strange. And, like, I'm not trying to be, like, a Karen of, like, they should be making my day magical. It just seems so strange that, like... They didn't want me included. <laughs> yeah. So the only conversation I had was when we went on uh, Space Madness. The guy who let us on, like, double-checked that I was wearing the wristband. Yeah. And I was like, that's weird. And then I rode the ride, and then as I got off, I said, do people try to sneak in here often? And he said, yes, at the start of the day and at the end of the day. And it was close to the end of the day. Yes. And I was like, oh, that's a bummer. And he's like, yeah. And then we went away for like a moment. And we're like, you know what? Space Madness is my favorite. Let's go on it again. And as we went on, I saw him. I went, I'm back again. And he did not remember me. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, we had a conversation. Ah, that's weird. Like, it, it really felt like a park full of people... That knew that if a customer wanted to talk to them, they were going to get yelled at. Yeah. Because they were disappointed by something. Yeah, I could definitely see that. Uh, also, this needs to be said. Yeah. Because it was such a, like, it had such an impression on my brain. We did something that made me very dizzy. I forget what it was. Yeah. But I was like, maybe... I think it might have been Shellraiser. Not Shellraiser. Uh, Shredder. Shredder. Because I was like, that was a really good ride, but like, 
I'm a little messed up right now. Yes. I need to just do a lap. And like as I was coming down, I was walking and clearly someone had thrown up in a corner. Yes, which thank God I did not see. And I, I saw it and like I felt myself go pale and Laura really wanted to talk to me. And I was just like, yeah, uh-huh. Let's go for, let's walk elsewhere. Like, let's leave for a moment. And like, I had to wait till I was like far enough away from it that I could talk about it. Yeah. And then I told an employee and like, she like upset radioed somebody. And we never checked to see if it was handled. No, because why would you? Because we're journalists. Sure. If you really wanted to go back and look at that, that was a... Totally be my guest, <laughs> but I was not going to. So anything else you wanted to add about this? Uh, I think the biggest issue with this park is, uh, who is it for? Yeah. And in the Mall of America park, because there's a Mall of America, Nickelodeon Universe, mm-hmm. it is in the middle of the park. Uh, Nickelodeon Universe is tucked away next to the DreamWorks water park. Yes. And they are separate admissions. There is also a whole functional shopping mall. Yeah. I, I was like also kind of excited to walk around a dead mall. And it was actually a very active mall. Yes. Um, I think the biggest issue is audience. It didn't seem to know what it was for. Mm-hmm. And it didn't... It seemed to be leaving a ton of money on the table. It was apparently a conscious choice to not bother with food. Feeling like people, for the most part, were going to go into the mall. Which is interesting. But for a while, there was no re-entry. There was no re-entry for quite some time. Now, when we went, there was re-entry. Which was baffling because they had to stamp your hand yes. with something that said re-entry, despite the fact that I was already wearing a bracelet. Yes. I was like, why isn't this good enough? And, like, there was not a different, like, entrance. I, like, maybe that was the idea. Was if I was new to the park, I'd have to wait in one line. And if I was re-entering, it'd be another line. I think that was the idea. But, like, there was never a line. (laughs) There's also, like, no substantial security. Which I could see people being very uncomfortable with in these days. Yeah, like, you never went through a metal detector or anything like that. Um, Which... I I showed up with a camera bag and nobody looked in it. Yeah, which... So if that's going to be something that bothers you, mm-hmm. which I could totally understand because it kind of bothered me, that's something you should really know going in. Yeah. Um, they made a conscious decision to not bother with the food. So the food is just overpriced, bad, not even theme park food. Yeah. It needs a show. It needs a restaurant. Yes. Like it just kind of needs something to elevate it from a bunch of rides to a park. If, I would definitely not even call it a theme park, really, because there's no theming to the area. It's just the rides are themed. Yeah. Like, you don't feel like you're in the world of Nickelodeon. No. Like, you're looking around at a bunch of Nickelodeon-themed rides. Yes. Um, And I would say that, like, it definitely felt like the, the idea of it is the open... Like, the thing you walk in and see first looks really cool. Yeah. To convince you to pay, to get past the paywall. And then once you're in, we have your money. Yes. Like, it's not trying to make any more money once you're in. Which is crazy, because to me that feels like it's just like, again, leaving so much money on the table. The merch is not up to snuff. There's no food. There's not even like an upcharge experience. Because I kind of thought that maybe 
um, Legends of the Hidden Temple was going to be an upcharge. Yeah, which I would have paid in an instant. You would have, yeah. There, there was an upcharge experience you could have got. You could have gotten like the Nickelodeon Express Pass, oh, which was their version of like Fast Pass, and absolutely not worth it. Which was for sale. But, yeah. Like I don't even know how it would work. <laughs> like we walked on to almost everything. Yeah, and and even the ones we waited for. A fast pass would have done nothing for us. Yeah. Because we were waiting because the ride was in motion. Yeah, the ride had not r- returned yet. Everything was very, very low capacity. Yeah, the, the only thing I could imagine doing is, like, skipping in front of a bunch of children waiting in line to meet SpongeBob. Yeah, which, I mean, would have been fun. Would have been fun. Because I'm terrible. But that's all that, that would have really done for us. Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. Also, didn't you tell me that there was a photo thing? Yes, there was a photo pass. I am still to this moment not sure what that would have gotten you. There was a thing you could get your picture in front of, like, in line to get into the park. But, like, the photographer looked Did like Did not a, care. He looked like a guy on his phone because he was a guy on his phone. Yes. And, like, I thought he was just chilling there. Like, as I walked past it, I thought... I'm going to ask this guy to move so I can take a selfie. And then I realized, no, he's going to try to make me pay for this selfie. Yeah, we and were then we not ran away. But that was the only one. Yeah. Like, maybe there was a photographer for the, the characters that were there, but I don't remember seeing that. No, and the character attendants were super happy to take them on your phone. Yeah, they took our phones and, and we got pictures with uh, SpongeBob. Yeah. Which will probably be the thumbnail. No. Might not be the thumbnail, but it probably will pop up at some point. So, I guess it's verdict time? Yeah. Should we raise millions of dollars to save the American Dream Mall because of this uh, (laughs) amusement park? Or should it stay doomed, Laura? (sighs) I think it's a stay doomed. To me, it felt like... A really highly priced selfie station with a couple rides. Yeah, I mean, I could give it a stay doomed via the game over rule, which the game over rule is uh, it's good enough that you could probably fix it with another season. Uh, Yeah, okay, I definitely agree. It's a game over rule. You could fix this park. You You need money. But you need money. It needs a show. And, like, there is nothing in this park that makes you think, ooh, I should come back, except the ride that you ride to be was on. down. Yeah, which almost now feels like part of the design. Like you need to never open every ride in the hopes that that's the reason someone comes back. Yeah, I hate that idea so much. It's yeah, I think that's what it is. And I want to make. I also want to stress this. I had a really fun day. So did I. I like, did really have a fun day there. I had fun, but you have to like. Look at what we do as a hobby. Yeah. We ambulance chase failed media. Like, if there is not re-entry, don't go. Yeah. Because we left for lunch. We left to take a break and walk around the mall mm-hmm. a little bit. You're, you can't spend eight hours in Nickelodeon Universe. There's just no. not enough. Absolutely not. And, like, I couldn't imagine what this place like would have been like with lines. Yes. I think that's another big thing is we went on a weekday. Yeah. And everything was a walk-on. Yeah, if, if like, if any ride was, like, 
I don't know, a 20 minute wait, like every ride would be the most disappointing thing I had ever done. Yes. Uh, I always think of Seven Dwarves Mine Train in Magic Kingdom mm-hmm. of how I really do like that ride it with a fast It is a great pass. ride. It is a great ride that's not worth an hour wait. Yes. And that's pretty much how a lot of these rides felt. Did I enjoy the slime coaster? Yes, I did. Would I have been really irritated had I waited half an hour for it? Yes, I would have been. Yeah. So that's going to do it for our review of Nickelodeon Universe. Let us know what you thought of the, about this episode. I know that this is a bit of a weird one, and uh, we do apologize that uh, we were busy being famous at a convention. Yeah. Uh, we saw a lot of our wonderful patrons there, so thank you to our wonderful patrons for being wonderful patrons. Yeah, it was really fun to see a lot of people that we don't get to see very often in person. Yes. So we had a lot of fun. Yeah, to our other patrons that were not there, what convention's near you? And we'll make our our best attempt to convince them to give us money. And we'll be at uh, East Coast Gaming Expo. Yes, we're going in to July. Eat. Yes, in July in Cherry Hill. So uh, if if you're a wonderful patron, in Cherry or Hill, just, New Jersey. Yeah, Cherry Hill, New Jersey. If you're a wonderful patron or just a wonderful, be sure just to come out and say hi to us there. Yeah. <laughs> we will still talk to you if you're not a wonderful patron. Yeah, we we almost always do. I know this is a bit redundant. Unless I haven't been fed. Yes. And it's a bit redundant, but what are we watching next week? Uh, for real this time. We are going to continue, for us continue, but for the podcast's sake, start uh, Legends of the Hidden Temple 2021. Oh, that sounds good. That is chosen by our wonderful patrons. Yeah, we did get to take a picture with Olmec, so that was exciting. Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Where can people find us, Laura? You can email us at thestaydoomedshow at gmail.com or on Facebook and Twitter at Stay Doomed. And if you are rope certified and can open Legends of the Hidden Temple for me, or you just have a good ropes course to tell me about, I'm at Plus Two Comedy on Twitter. If you know for a fact that if you set foot in American Dream, you would be obnoxious selfie millennial, like I was, I'm at Bean Bunny Lives. Until next time, stay doomed.